Well, welcome back, everyone. Great to see you, what I can see of you. <laughs> the other day, somebody came up to me, talked to me for about five minutes, had a, a big mask on, and I have no idea who it was. Couldn't, couldn't quite see through the mask, but we're so glad to have you back. And those of you who are still watching online, we're, we're glad for you as well. Now, today we finish up our, our series on pause and how providential it was that we planned this series long before the virus broke out because our entire planet has literally been on pause uh, since March. And for most of us, it's not an easy thing to do, you know, to slow down. Don't you agree? Uh, we like to be on the go. We are caffeine-fueled. We are overachievers. We are hyperactive. And to be asked to slow down is, is pretty difficult. I remember the first time that I really tried to slow down so I could hear from God was about 30 years ago. And it was just simply out of desperation. I was just desperate, really, to, to hear a word from God. But I found there were so many distractions in my life that I, I just couldn't find time to listen. And so with my wife's uh, permission, I went to a, a retreat center called Maria Stein, the little tiny village of Minster, Ohio. And for three days, uh, I didn't talk to anybody. No radio, no television, uh, no newspaper, um, no internet back then. It was not popular yet. And I remember the first day was kind of nice and relaxing. Not being highly extroverted, I really didn't miss um, being around people. Uh, but the second day, pretty much I was going crazy. But on the third day, something began to happen inside. I don't know about you, but I always have voices or noises up here pretty much 24-7. But for the first time in my life, it was quiet. And I found myself wrapped in the very presence of God. It was amazing. And I was able to listen, really listen, I think, for the first time to God's voice. In John chapter 16, Jesus is preparing his followers for his departure. Let's listen, beginning in verse 12. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. And he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. So there are still things that Jesus needs, needed to teach his disciples, but they just can't seem to handle it all. And so he says when he leaves, he will send in his place the Holy Spirit who will teach them truth, who will, and the Holy Spirit will guide them into all the truth and declare the things that are yet to come. Now, soon after Jesus said these words, uh, he was arrested, tried, crucified. Fifty days after his resurrection on the day of Pentecost, today, the Holy Spirit came down upon the disciples, and ever since then, the third member of the Trinity lives in the hearts and in the minds of those who follow Christ and is guiding them into all the truth. 
Now, what does that mean into all the truth? Are we talking about uh, rational truth, scientific truth, spiritual truth? Or is it Jesus just talking about spiritual truth alone? Or maybe is he referring to the disciples' life and mission in the world? You see, the Spirit's role is this. It is to prepare his followers to seize new opportunities to extend Jesus' mission in the world. The Holy Spirit coming was all about Jesus' mission. And so with the Spirit living in us, there will be free and open communication between God and his children. And if we're willing to speak to God in prayer, God is able and willing to speak to us as well. You see, God wants to talk to us about our mission in the world. He wants to give us direction. And he has given us the capacity to listen to him through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. All the equipment that you need to listen to God, you already have. Let me say that again. All the equipment that you need to listen to God, you already have it. You don't need anything more. So I want to talk to you today is about how you can do that, how we can begin to slow down so we can move forward. Now, maybe one of the most dangerous, misunderstood, misused, and abused phrases in the Christian community is, God told me. And whenever somebody comes up to me and says, God told me, it always makes me a little nervous. I guess I'm a little skeptical at times. I want to know, how do you know that? How do you know God told you? How do you know it is God talking? I'm skeptical even of myself. It's a very rare thing that I'll ever get up here and say, God told me to tell you this. And if I would do that, I'd first of all check and make sure it was consistent with Scripture, and I'd make sure that other leaders in the church would agree upon the same thing. I just don't trust myself to make such a statement. But God does speak to me. In fact, just the other day, during my prayer time, I I heard his voice whisper to me that something I had been praying about for many months would be resolved. And sure enough, by the end of the day, that's exactly what happened. The answer to my long-time prayer was, was answered. It was resolved. God speaks. And one of the most important things that I do as your pastor is to listen to the voice of God as he gives this community of faith direction in where we're supposed to be going. Remember a couple years ago, a couple shared with me about a a powerful prayer moment in their life. They had been praying desperately for a friend of theirs. and, And during a time of prayer, an impression had come upon the wife that she needed to pray differently for this friend. Now, impressions can be very subjective. You know, we we think we're hearing from God when we're just hearing from our own imagination. But she shared with her husband what she thought she had heard from God. And her husband said, that's the very same thing that God said to me today as well. And so they both felt that God was telling them a new way to pray for their friend. They felt that together they were hearing correctly from God. And they began to pray in accordance with what they felt was God's will rather than their own feelings. That kind of praying, folks, when we align ourselves up with God's will, it's a very powerful kind of prayer. So how do we slow down so that we can move forward? Let me suggest four things to you today if you're taking notes. Number one, we simply need to cultivate an open mind. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means simply you have to be receptive. Receptive. You have to be willing. You've got to be open. You have to be eager. You have to be ready. 
I mean, read through the Bible and you'll see that God does speak to people who are open and, and eager to be guided. God spoke to Noah about building an ark. He spoke to Abraham about being the father of a nation. He spoke to Moses about freeing his people. He spoke to, to Samuel about being a prophet. He spoke to David about becoming a king. Though sometimes we're totally taken off guard. For example, Moses. He wasn't expecting God to speak to him through a burning bush. Just didn't see that one coming. But he was open to the possibility that God could speak to him. And as he grew in his faith, that capacity increased. It was not long before Moses and God are having regular conversations. The Bible tells us that he set up a, a tent of meeting on the edge of the vast camp where he met regularly with God. And when, when the people of Israel would see Moses going out of the tent of meeting, in respect, they would stand as he walked by. There goes Moses out to have his daily briefing from God. Now, here's the good news. God can speak to you even if you're not open to it. The Apostle Paul was on his way to arrest Christians to throw them into jail. And guess what happened? God knocked him off his horse, blinded him with a great light, and spoke to him out of the sky. I mean, it's kind of hard to ignore that when God speaks to you. I think one of the best ways to cultivate an, an open mind is to read the Bible and to observe how God speaks to people. In fact, I think reading the Bible is the best way to hear from God. 90% of what you need to know can be found in the pages of Holy Scripture. So why do you think we're not open to the possibility of God speaking to us? I think one of them, at least with me, is pride. I think, you know what, I, I can handle this myself. I don't need... God's input. You know, I can do this. I can figure it out. I find sometimes fear closes our mind too. We're afraid of what God might say. You know, what if God asks me to do something that I don't want to do? What if God asks me to do something that's kind of hard? We think to ourselves, I don't want to turn into one of those religious fanatics. I don't want to become a religious nut. And so we don't listen. Bitterness can also close our minds to God speaking. You know, sometimes we get hurt in life by someone and we, we blame God for it. You become mad at God and your heart becomes cold and hard and we turn away from the only person who can really truly help us. Never let somebody else's sin keep you from God. Let God heal that, that bitterness. So it begins by opening to the possibility that God wants to guide you. What if we started with a prayer like this every day? God, I, I can't figure this out on my own. What I have tried hasn't worked. So God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to you. I'm going to open up my life to the possibility that, that maybe you want to help me, that maybe you want to guide me, that, that maybe you can speak to me today. Sometimes we just need to slow down before we can move forward. And then we need to listen. Now for me, this is the hardest part of it all. And, and it's so hard that I just made a decision a few years ago to put God on my schedule. God has an appointment on my calendar every morning at 5.30 so I can listen to him. Because if I don't put God in for, for the schedule, it's, that's just not going to happen. You know? And, and Moses, he met with God in the tent of meeting. I meet with God in my favorite chair in my living room. That's where God and I meet. It needs to be on a daily basis. I have to sit down daily and be quiet. 
I need to get quiet. And, and before I open my Bible, I pray, God, is there something you want to say to me today? Speak to me, God, through the scriptures. And then I open my Bible and I read and I listen. And I've discovered that if I do that on a daily basis, that I'll begin to hear from God. I'll begin to grow in my life, my spiritual life. Now, I think this gets pushed aside because, let's face it, we're just, we have busy lives. We're in a hurry. You know, God gets pushed aside. God gets shortchanged. We say, God, I, I really want to hear from you, but I've got 30 seconds, God, so, so make it fast. That's shortchanging God and shortchanging yourself. And what happens is you never really put down strong roots in, in, in Christ. You never really grow. You never really mature in your faith. And so there's no depth when, when, when life gets difficult. There's, there's nothing to fall back on. I mean, let's face it. We live in a fast-paced life. We make decisions on the fly, and we leave God out of the process. And so we've got to build some time in to slow down and listen. You know, at times when Jesus' ministry got a little crazy, he would lead his disciples away for some, for some R&R. And sometimes he had to get away from, from his disciples, too. And he'd go up on a, on a mountain by himself, and he'd spend the entire night in prayer. And it was during those times that he would align his will up with the Father's will. And so when he ran into opposition, and when the crowds got hostile, he knew what to do. In fact, he was so confident that he was able to say in, in John chapter 5, verse 19, very truly I tell you, the Son of God can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his Father doing because whatever the Father does, listen, whatever the Father does, the Son also does. And so Jesus, so, uh, Jesus knew the will of God so well that he only did what he saw the Father doing. Jesus took time to cultivate his relationship with the Father. And you and I can do the very same thing by pursuing, by pausing to spend time in his word and in prayer and in community with other believers. One day I was reviewing uh, some goals with one of our staff members and one of their goals was simply to take time out to listen to God each week to begin working on their disciplines of, of meditation and, and solitude. I thought, what a great goal. I mean, this person, very type A person. You know what I'm talking about? Any type A's in here, you don't have to raise up your hand, but you know who you are. You know, it's hard to slow down with that kind of personality. They're a very active kind of person, but they decided they had to be intentional and make it a goal to listen to God on a regular basis. Sometimes you just need to slow down to move forward. And then we need to eliminate the distractions. It's hard to hear from God when your mind is, is crowded with other thoughts and worries and, and concerns and anxieties. When, you're, when your mind is filled with your plans, your to-do le uh, list, what you've got to do next, what you haven't done yet, what you should have done but didn't do list. <laughs> it's hard to hear from God when your mind is full of your plans and your dreams and your ambitions and your activities. When your mind is filled with television and radio and the media or your cell phone. My, my Apple phone has an app called Screen Time, and, and every week it shows me how much time I spent daily on my phone. Last week it showed I spent over three hours a day on my phone, three hours of my life, every day on my phone. I thought something's got to change. 
And so I found this other thing on my phone. It's, called, it's a program. It's called Downtime. And you can actually schedule times throughout the day when your phone automatically turns itself off. Some of us need to do that. Some of us need to schedule downtime away from our phones. Because I'm afraid that if we don't, we're never going to hear from God. I am sure that the, the, the biggest obstacle for most of us is simply busyness. We get busy with worry. We get so busy with the problems and pressures of daily living, we forget God. That word, worry, literally means to be pulled in different directions. A lot of us are being stretched to the limit. You know, we're, we're being filled with worry that we don't have time to talk with God. Or sometimes we just get busy making money. Some of you, you get up at 5 o'clock, you head to the office. Well, of course, maybe your office is in your living room these days. But you head to the office and, and you do a day's work. You get home at 7 or 8 o'clock at night. You're wasted, you're tired, your head hits the pillow and you're out for the night. And then you get up and do the very same thing the next day. Or maybe you're just too busy having fun. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think God designed fun, pleasure for us. But if you get so busy pursuing pleasure that you forget God, then it becomes a problem. You see, these things are like weeds. <laughs> they choke God out of our schedule. They, they keep us from hearing from God. During the summer months, I am at war with the weeds in my yard. Now, I, I carry around a, 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 you know, a can of Roundup in my pocket. And whenever I see some, a dandelion or if I see some, some clover, I'm there. Or better yet, you know, I've got a, 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 a digger and I dig those weeds up by the roots and I yank them out. And, and then I seed and I fertilize and I, and I water and I mow and I, I pamper my yard. I pamper my lawn. I'm kind of obsessive compulsive about that. But a weed, a weed takes no pampering. You don't have to weed, you don't have to water or fertilize or weed because they just grow naturally. Weeds are a sign of neglect. And as soon as I stop caring for my yard, the weeds grow. I mean, ignore it and watch it grow, right? Am I right? And it's the same thing with our spiritual lives. Whenever we neglect time listening to God, watch the weeds begin to grow in your life, and they will strangle the life out of you because we get too busy with the distractions. In 1 Kings, there is a great story of Elijah, the greatest of the Old Testament prophets, and it begins with a confrontation. He runs into conflict with Queen Jezebel and, and the prophets of, of Baal, and, and he wins big time, but when Queen Jezebel hears what has happened, she's furious. She threatens to kill Elijah, and so he flees for his life. He becomes a fugitive, and he makes his way to Mount Horeb, better known as Mount Sinai, where Moses first heard from God in the burning bush. I mean, Elijah, he is looking for direction. The Bible tells us at first there's this huge wind blowing on the mountain, but God's not found in the wind. And then there's an earthquake, but there's no enlightenment in the earthquake. And thirdly, there is a fire, but still Elijah is not hearing from God. And then the Bible says there came the sound of a whisper. The New Revised Standard Version translates it this way, the sound of sheer silence. The sound of sheer silence. 
And it was in that moment that God spoke to Elijah, that still small voice. You see, we need to be quiet enough to listen to the whisper. And there's a good chance that God has been whispering to you and me this whole week, but we can't hear him because we're never quiet. You know, if I, we were to sit right now, if I were to give you five minutes of absolute quietness, well, you, you, you probably couldn't handle it. Too much quiet. And yet it's in the silence that God speaks to us. And it may be that God has been trying to get your attention. He's not going to put it on a billboard on Beachmont, and he's not going to write it up in the sky. He's not going to send you a text message. But he may very well speak the truth to you through the Holy Spirit who is in you right now. And then lastly, and I think most importantly, we have to listen to the voice of God and do it. <laughs> James writes in chapter 1, verse 22, he says, Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. You let the word go in one ear and out the other. He says, act upon what you hear. See, I'm afraid that if God keeps speaking to us and we ignore what he says, that he may stop speaking altogether. Now, often when we speak of, of hearing from God, it's regarding who do I marry or what career do I pursue or, or where do I live? And I think, I know God guides us in those matters and they're very important, but I think God is also concerned about our daily choices that we make and that we fulfill his mission, his purpose for our lives. And so what if you and I today, before we leave this room, what if today we decided that if God spoke to us, we're going to say yes? What if we wrote out a check for God and we sign our name at the bottom and we leave the amount blank? And we just say, God, whatever it is you want me to do, I will do it. You fill it in. I'm signed a blank check, God. You fill it in. You see, God expects us to take what we've learned and to use it for others to accomplish his mission. And I think God is ready to speak to us, to, but we have to heed what he says. We have to be ready to say, God, I am willing to do whatever you ask me to do. And that's the kind of attitude that God is looking for in those to whom he speaks. And that's the kind of life that I want to live, don't you? I don't want to waste a second of my life outside of God's will. God wants to guide you. You need to open your mind to that possibility. You need to carve out some time every day to begin listening. You have to remove the distractions. And then you need to obey when he speaks. Don't waste this pause that we have been forced into once it's lifted. Sometimes we just need to slow down before we move forward. Let's pray. Maybe you have been um, looking for some direction in life and you've been asking God about it. Let's bring that to him right now. You know, as the young prophet Samuel said in his quiet moment, he said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. What if we were to say that today? God, speak, for your servant is listening. What word would God bring to your mind even now?
Lord, you said the Holy Spirit would guide us in all truth. God, we want to know your truth. God, we want to follow your truth. Speak to us and lead us in the right paths. For the sake of your kingdom, we pray. Amen.